Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Oh, the family Chantel. Home for the holidays. Home for the holidays. Are you guys going home for the holidays? Um, you know, I feel like most of us, especially if you're away from your, like in, living in a different area than your family, this is the first time in almost two years that you're able to travel back. So let me know in the live chat, in the comments below, if you're traveling this season uh, to go see family finally, since we can travel. Um, I'm going to do some housekeeping first and foremost. Um, hey, Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, C. Cruz. Hey, Vanessa. Housekeeping first, and then we'll dive right in. Um, housekeeping, su support the show. If you're wherever you're watching, if you can hit that thumbs up, that'd be great. Um, very, very helpful to me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have super chat, super stickers, so feel free. Bottom of your screen, you'll see that for a little bit where you can support the show. If you're not already like a subscriber, um, supporting the show helps me produce the shows. So, you know, if you feel it in your heart, please help the show. Uh, shout out to all my Patreon subscribers. You guys know who you are. Hey, Radella. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, sending all the love to you. You guys know I don't know how to do the heart thing, but that's supposed to be a heart, Radella. So, you know, work it out. Um... So, yeah, shout out to my Patreon subscribers. So a couple of names that are jumping out. Brianna, I appreciate you. Radella, I appreciate you. Crystal, I appreciate you. Uh, the two Amandas, Dr. Julissa, all y'all. Love y'all. C. Cruz, love y'all. Um, let's get into the family Chantel. First and foremost, I, I really want to say that this is quickly becoming one of my favorite spinoffs. I feel like in season three, they're really finding their groove. And it's so funny. So for people who are not watching, you guys are missing out. Like this show is actually really like getting its legs. And it's so hilarious. Like I really see what they're doing with it. And I'm I'm kind of impressed. And it's kind of like out of all the shows that I'm watching, because there's so many of them, this show is standing out as, okay, this is a really good spinoff. And it's really finding its own voice. And I'm here for it. So uh, Petra, it starts off with Pedro and Chantel. And, you know, Pet and Chantel's a full-on nurse now. And she's not just an RN, she has her BSN. So she's like, she can do all the things. And she's talking a little bit about COVID and the pandemic and how she felt like working in the hospital, it's been risky. And she doesn't even work on a COVID floor, but the overflow because of everything that's been happening. So she was just really feeling a little vulnerable. Um, and her and Pedro are still fighting a little bit because, you know, she asked, did your mom know that your dad had a full on other family and Pedro took it as a totally diss to his mom. He's upset because he feels like Chantel's being negative towards his mom, calling her mom. He feels like somehow that's calling his mom a hoe. But Pedro, like, you're just mad and you're defensive because you know, deep down in your heart that it sounds like it probably is true. Right, because if you're named after, right, and you said it a couple episodes about that, your name Pedro Jr. was first from your your older brother. So, and your mom only let not only let, but your mom had your dad come over at night, and every time at night sounds like booty call. She would shuttle you guys to the room, and you guys had no interaction. So, like. She had to know something was not right. If you're not seeing your man in the daytime and he's not taking you on dates and you have full-on kids and you guys aren't interacting, your mom had to know something. So whether she knew he was married or not, she knew that there was something else going on and she accepted it. And so for Chantel to call call it out, call a spade a spade, I think I got that right, call a spade a spade, then, you know, you can't be mad. Hey, Patty. Hey, girl. Hey. Um... You can't be mad. I know it's hurtful because you're trying to find out more about your family and more about your dad and why he wasn't there. But 
you know, your dad saw your mom as the side chick and he was never going to leave his original family. And I think that that's terrible and he should be held accountable for that. But your mom also knew. And so your mom needs to be held accountable and for her not to want to talk about him and not to share who he was with you growing up and all the things, you know, she has to be held accountable for that as well. Right. So as an adult, you make your decisions and she made that conscious decision and she ran with it. And unfortunately, in my opinion, she also robbed you of the ability to get to know your, who your true father was. Right. So it's a little, it's all of that. C. Cruz says the same thing. Yeah, it's not right for her to hold back because she feels shame. Exactly. Exactly. It's not right. And at the end of the day, it can't be about you. You're the adult in the situation, but you have to think about your kids and you have to think about your kids long term. And now look at Pedro being 29. Now he's trying to find answers and answers you could have given him growing up, in my opinion. So they're talking about that. And he's still a little pissed off at her. And I wanted to ask you guys this as well. Have you guys noticed that there's been a little bit of a dynamic shift in Pedro and Chantel's relationship? The last couple of years, I personally felt like Chantel was like, this is how it is. And this is what we do. And woo, woo, woo. And uh, I know last year there were rumors floating around that they were having problems in their marriage. Um and people didn't know if it was going to last, all of that. But this season, she seems a little bit different. I don't even know what the word I want to use. Like, not more docile, but more maybe timid. Something has changed. And I'm wondering if I'm the only one that's seen it. But I, I feel like the dynamics in the relationship have changed. And uh, I want to know if you guys see it as well. What I thought was super cute was I had a total sexy married moment. So Pedro is really into fitness. He does his a Muay Thai. And uh, so he was doing a protein shake and he was shaking it. And I thought this was a really sweet married moment because, you know, when you get married, you can sometimes lose that spark and you always want to keep it sexy for your partner. And so he's like, baby, pinky, you know, twer not twerk for me, but shake my protein. And I was, thought it was weird at the moment but then she he put it on her backside and then she started twerking and shaking it and he's like looking at her and I was like oh that's super sexy for them like that's a sexy married moment and that's how you kind of keep like the little spark happening there um and I thought it was awesome I thought it was a really sweet moment then we head over to the DR Lydia's pissed uh, calls Pedro because she went with a walk with her dog and she's still mad at Nicole because Nicole is still with Alejandro and she hates Alejandro. And she feels like Nicole lied because she thought that Nicole and Alejandro broke up. And turns out they're not really broken up. And she hates him. She feels like he's an unbalanced person who controls Nicole, forbids her to go out with her friends and her family, and doesn't really allow her to live a normal life. And Lydia really wants them to break up. And she's so mad that she wants them to break up that she had to leave the house because she's that pissed about, about Alejandro. Now, you know it's not about Alejandro. It's really about her own experience and her own experience with her ex-person, her baby daddy, and that's spilling into her relationship with her daughter. Now, I get it. You want your daughter to not have the same experience that you had because here you're it's it's striking all the wrong chords for you. This dude was married, so was your ex baby daddy. Um, Alejandro lies, so did your ex baby daddy. Um, you know, then he's also talking to other women. We don't know, but I'm gonna assume if he was talking to you while he had a full on family, he probably was talking to other women. And you don't want, I get it. You don't want Nicole to make the same mistakes you made. However. Nicole also has to learn her own lessons, in my opinion. And I, I can't understand why Lydia is so involved in that relationship. And both Lydia and Pedro, I feel, are doing the most. Like, you all, Pedro has a full-on family that is a is a handful to, to hold. He's finally getting, like, on good, solid ground with them. And now he's trying to shake it up with his sister's relationship. Like, mind your own relationship. And Lydia, get your own relationship. How about that? Because you guys are so involved in Nicole's relationship that I just feel like as a mom, 
you can't make like Nicole's a grown ass woman. She's going to have to make her own mistakes. She's going to have to learn her own lessons and she's not going to be like, here's, here's what I think. I feel like Pedro and Lydia don't want Nicole to grow up and have her own life. I think that they feel like she should be the daughter that just takes care of the mom the whole time. And I keep telling you this because Pedro thinks that, you know, he's going to bring his mom and Nicole over to America and they're going to live in the basement or whatever, whatever. And he's going to support them. And it's like, but Nicole's her own person, right? So she's going to live her own life and they're not liking the fact that she's living her own life. Maybe she's not making the the greatest decisions. I don't know that. And they don't know that, but I feel like they're trying to keep her in a box. Like, Hey, your job is, mom's a single mom and she's alone and she has nobody. So you have to be that person for her. It's very similar to the Debbie and Colt situation where it's like, um, it's very codependent. And I feel like they're trying to make her stay in that box. And she's trying to break free of that. She's trying to be like, nah, I'm my own person. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to learn my own lessons. And if it's wrong, like she said, let me hit the wall and then I will experience that and I will grow from that. So <clears throat> Pedro and the mom are still bitching about Alejandro and Pedro says, you know, he's going to be there in a couple of days. He'll talk to Nicole and talk her out of being with Alejandro. And, you know, if that doesn't work and she wants to stay with Alejandro, Pedro suggests that Lydia kicks her out of the house um, because he feels like his sister's changed so much that they don't even know who she is and they don't like how, how she is treating Lydia. And then I was like, but how is she treating Lydia? She's only standing up for herself. So like, what exactly is the problem? What's the problem exactly? She's standing up for herself and what she believes and she thinks that she's in love. You all don't like the boyfriend. Okay. But you're not in the relationship. Right? Like it's weird. Hey, Jessica, Jessica says they should mind their own business. And Seekru says, yeah, that's a phone call was odd. She's pinning her own kid against each other. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, you got to let her be a woman and let her make her own decisions. Why are y'all trying to control her, not only her love life, just her life in general? It's bizarre. So we head back over to Atlanta and Karen is my favorite. I love Karen. Karen, please come on my show. Please come on my show. Please come on my show. Because you're just hilarious. So uh, Karen's favorite season is winter. Hence, you know, she has a daughter named Winter. And they are having their winter holiday party. And there was this weird thing. I don't know what it was, you guys. Was it a roast beet? Like B-E-E-T? I Or did they say was it roast beast? There was some weird black looking thing on paper plates, which I'm going to talk about because you know how I feel about paper plates. So don't think I'm not going to talk about it. I am. But I'm still trying to figure out what that roast thing was. Like, what was that? Like, what was that? A roast beet? It can't be a beet because a beet is not that big. So what would a roast beast be? It reminded me of, have you guys been following, this is totally off topic, but it's still on my mind. Have you guys been following um the subway lawsuit with the tuna fish and then they found out in the tuna fish that there's chicken and um something else and then what they call quote cattle what the what cattle so you can't even you can't even say it's beat you're just saying cattle so is it just random cattle because cattle can be a, a lot of different things so that just freaked me out like so you're just taking the different parts of the different cattle the moose you know i don't know the cow like all the different it's just whatever cattle we have in back and we're gonna grind up that meat and like how does that end up in tuna fish anyways that's how i felt about this i was like it's roast what oh so okay patty says roast beef and then myra that's what i heard roast beast and I was like, what is that? And it, that's why I'm talking about this this tuna fish. Because, like, what is that? What is roast beast? It's just like saying, oh, there's cattle in your tuna fish. What, 
what is cattle? Since when do we just buy, like, oh, just don't even get me started. Anyways, <laughs> gross. So they're having their uh, holiday party and Winter has decided that she's not coming to the holiday party uh, because she wants to stay true to her convictions. And, you know, Jaw is this like, what is he like a nar? What is it? Narfarian? I don't know. He he follows the biblical laws. He's like some different religion that I've never heard of. And I was gonna look it up, and then I got busy. But uh, so they don't celebrate pagan holidays. They said, and so she has declined to come to the to the party. Um, and she believes that these holidays, her and Jaw believe that these holidays have nothing to do with Christ Jesus. And so Chantel and Karen. Uh, Trina says, oh, is it, okay, well, what is it? Is it Nazarene or Navarine? It's one of those things. Nazarene or Navarine. And Vanessa says it's Nazarene. Okay, you're the one that's the tiebreaker. So he follows a Nazarene faith. I have not ever heard about it before. Um, But apparently it's all like following biblical ways. And so nothing pagan, Christmas is a pagan holiday, so they don't celebrate Christmas. And so Karen's having this party. <clears throat> and I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again. Chantel is a mini Karen. She's mini Karen 2.0. In 20 years, Chantel is going to be Karen. Chantel, even in this season, is, has her own isms that are coming up. So now I'm gonna have Chantel isms and Karenisms. I'm here for it, because it's hilarious. But she is like, those two are twinsies, like twinsies, best friendsies, besties, whatever you want to call it. They are the same, the same, the same. Chantel is her mama's daughter for facts. And so Chantel is like all pissed off. She's like, I can't believe that Winter's not coming to the party. You know, she grew up with us and all of a sudden that she, she didn't celebrate Christmas. I don't understand it. And you know, she shouldn't pass up the togetherness that we have as a family. And that's what this is about. It's not so much about the holiday. It's about being together as a family, being one, all the things. Hey, better days. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and then she goes on to say, you know, I don't understand why she's not here because we exercise religious tolerance. And this is her first saying that I just, you guys, I cracked out of it when she said, Winter is here. Why is winter not here? I died of laughter. I died of laughter. I was like, oh, you're Karen 2.0 and I'm here for it. <laughs> winter is here. It sounds very uh, Game of Thrones. Winter is here. Why isn't winter here? Um, so now let me talk about, okay. I know that we are 50-50 on this on our opinions, but I'm going to tell you my opinion and most of you guys know it. Okay. I know I said with the paper cup things that if you're having a party, I totally get it. You're going to use paper cups and paper plates and plastic forks and knives and all the cutlery plastic because it's a party, right? I get that. Or if it's a barbecue, I totally get it. You're outside, you're barbecuing, you're roasting, you're doing other things. Makes sense to have all the plastic in the paper so that there's no mess and you can throw it away. And, you know, maybe you're at a park or maybe you're in a backyard or whatever. I get that. Okay. You all will never convince me that it makes sense to eat on paper and plastic plate, paper, plastic. Yeah. I'm going to say paper and plastic plates to encompass the plates, the cutlery, all of that. It does not make sense to me to eat on those things on a regular basis. Now, let's talk about this party. So they're having a holiday party, but really the holiday party is just the family. And so it's Karen, it's Thomas, it's River, Chantel, and Pedro. So there are five of them. That would be five plates, five knives, five fork, five spoons, and then whatever else you're you're cooking up a storm. Now, I personally think that I would prefer to eat on regular plates. Like Chantel had this beautiful dress on. Karen had like a matching hat. And I think her hat matched something else, like the tree trim of the, of the 
of the um, Christmas tree. It matched something. So they were all dressed up very nicely. And then you're going to lowball it with some paper plates and some paper cups. And those paper cups look like, you know, those ones that I don't want to say a name, but there are some that are super cheap that, you know, like as soon as the bottom starts getting a little moist, it's going to start leaking. No, thank you. I'm just not for it. I'm not for it. I just, I, just, I would rather have proper cutlery, proper plates, and I would rather do the dishes and have that experience. Like, how are you going to talk about buying these expensive glass ornaments to put on the tree that you just cut down that we'll, we'll get to, and then go ahead and buy these cheap-ass paper plates? Make it make sense to me. Y'all are dolled up. It looks like a beautiful festivity. You spent time cooking up a storm. The food looks amazing. You got fried chicken here and you got whatever, whatever. That's all I saw. This roasted beast and all the things. Everyone's all dressed up, decked out, head to toe. Pedro's got his turtleneck on and a chain. You know what I mean? River's got his jacket on and sipping on a sip sip. You know? I, I just... I don't get it. And that will be enough of my ranting. I just, I just don't get it. And you guys are, have tried to convince me that it's about the convenience of it and yada, yada, yada. But like, if you're trying to establish an ambiance, right? If you're having an ambiance and you're you're getting all dressed up for it, doesn't it just lower the, the experience by throwing in some cheap ass paper plates and cups? Just saying. So then... Um, <laughs> You guys are hilarious in live chat. So then uh, Chantel, again, is really still upset that Winter, her sister, is not at the party. And she starts talking about John and saying that she found out through social media that Jaw believes that women should be completely submissive and passive to their husbands. And Chantel was like, that just sounds ridiculous. And Karen was like, well, what does that entail? What does that entail? And And Chantal was like, well, you know, like cleaning the house and everything that your spouse says you have to do. And Karen's like, well, I'm going to need to get to the bottom of this. Yes, Karen, please do. Please do. Because we are in 2021. So I'm trying to figure out what, what Jaw's talking about. And I, I too personally want to know what does that entail? So... The other thing that I'm super happy about is River and Pedro finally are getting along. And it's funny because they said that Pedro is slowly but surely, this is Karen, slowly but surely learning our ways. He's evolving. I died of laughter because finally Pedro, after what, two years, we're going to the third year. Finally, Pedro's out of the hot seat. Finally, he's been accepted by the family. So much so, you guys, that even later on, I'm going to talk about how when... Chantel was trying to run amok and and start a little fight. Karen stood up for Pedro. I was shocked. I was like, what am I watching? Did Karen just did and she did it more than once. I was like, oh my God. He has crossed the threshold. He has crossed the threshold and he is now a kid. He's passed all the tests, clearly, if Mama Karen is sticking up for him. So I'm glad that River and Pedro have like finally gotten to a point after five years that they're like friends and they're not just friends. They're like bros. So Karen sent them on a mission um, to go get their Christmas tree and they have to like chop down the tree and they have a duty to do. Now, here's the thing about the show, you guys, Pedro, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's because he's, he's, I don't know what it is, but he's hilarious this season, you guys. Like his little one-liners and the things, hilarious. He's bringing the funny to the show. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so they're on this mission to get their Christmas tree. And Karen said specifically to Car to River that she chose him and Pedro because Pedro's from the Dominican Republic. So he knows how to chop down trees. I was like, Karen, you've been to the Dominican. It's not known for trees. It's known for beaches and hot weather. It's not known for trees and forests. Like you're in the Pacific Northwest. Like, what are you even talking about? 
I love Karen. I love it. I just love it. Like that doesn't even make any type of sense at all. So um, they're looking at trees. Pedro sees this first tree. He's like, oh, this is a great tree. And River's like, nah, we're big tree people. Um, and then made this joke like, oh, well, this tree looks huge. And then Pedro's like, that's what she said. Oh, 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 oh. So that whole thing. So five years later, they're now like besties. They have this bromance um, going on, which I think is, is really cute. They're trying to leave the past in the past. They've also apologized. That was interesting that they did show the flashback of the infamous fight that River and Pedro had, and they jumped on each other, and they were fighting, and that's when, like, weeds were, were falling out, and all the things were happening. It was a great, that was a great scene, but how far they have come. So they both said sorry. They're both buddies now, and then they get to this tree-cutting situation. So they find the tree, and River starts cutting the tree, and then Pedro's in the back like a cheerleader. Cheater, get it, get it, get it, get it. Come on, baby, get it. I died of laughter. I was like, Pedro, what are you doing? Then River gives up. Can't get it quite way. And then and then Pedro gets down there and like cut, 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 boom, the tree falls over. Died of laughter. And so they're bringing back the tree and Pedro, you know, has the smarts. He's like, you know, if there's anything wrong with the tree, I'm going to tell Karen that you chose the tree. I just helped cut it down. And then River's like, no, I'm going to tell her that you cut the tree. I'm like, he's like, no, mm -mm. you chose the tree, which I thought was, was cute as well. So they're having a really cute interaction. Then they, they get by like this, I don't know, area on the side and, River decides that he's going to tell, oh no, excuse me, Pedro tells River about Alejandro and how Alejandro is like a piece of mm, and is texting other girls and he really wants Nicole to get away from him, all the things. So he, he spills the tea on Alejandro. And then um, River makes this like interesting, I don't know what you guys think. Let me know. So River was like, well, you know, we're both the boys in the family. I'm more like little brother, but you are more like a father figure to Nicole. And so I can see how you'd be like more protective and trying to figure out like she needs to be with a good guy. Right. And then Pedro's like, mm, I don't know if I was the father figure. I think that cut a nerve to him because remember, he's still hurt and trying to figure out his whole daddy issues himself. So thinking that he is a father figure to his sister kind of tripped him out a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, River's like, you know, sometimes, which was what I just said, people have to make their own mistakes. And maybe Nicole has to make her own mistakes in this relationship and figure it out for her herself. And then, um, River tells Pedro about him finding somebody now here, there are so many things going on here. So River tells Pedro that he found somebody. And then this is Pedro. Oh, bro, you you found the one? Is she, is she from this country or another country? Because you see what happened to me and Anjanette. Oh, bro, bro, bro. I died. I just, Pedro is so funny. How long have you guys been dating? He's like, oh, we've been dating like four or five months. What's her name? Megan. And then Pedro's like, does Chantel know? Does your mom know? Bro, 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 get ready. You're the youngest in your family. Justice is coming. And then Pedro does this like the Joker laugh. He's like, oh. <laughs> and his mouth did this whole thing. I, and literally you guys had tears coming down my eyes because it was so funny. Because not only does he say justice is coming, he's like, your mom is coming. Oh, God. Oh, God. Get get ready, man. You're going to be in for it. Get ready, man. Get ready. And then he's like, this is going to be fun. And those are all the things. Because I've been waiting. I was like, where's Mama Karen in all of this? We needed Mama Karen last week. I can't wait for next week because it's not only Mama Karen. It's Mama Karen and baby Karen, which is Chantel who are going to meet Megan and River, listen, y'all, that is going to be pure 
pure entertainment, pure entertainment. Can you imagine? Just think about it. Just think about it. You're like, you know, Betty 2.0, oh, 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 you know, you're probably like clout chasing a little bit. You've been talking to River for four months and you're just like, I'm on a a TV show and you think it's going to be all easy breezy. And then you get there and it's Karen and it's Chantel. Listen, Megan doesn't know what she's in for because those two are not going to fuck around, period. And I am here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, bro, get ready. Facts. So... Um, then I thought it was funny that they started talking about like who was the biggest douche and they started talking about either, uh, jaw or Alejandro. And then Pedro went into this whole thing, right? Did you guys catch this part? Pedro was like, yeah, like we're by next year, we're going to find like, who's the biggest douche of the year. And then he's going to be like, oh, is it Alejandro or or is it Jaw? Jaw, Alejandro, Jaw, Alejandro, Jaw, Alejandro. And he starts laughing. He's like, oh, it's a draw. I died. I was like, Pedro, I didn't I didn't know you were this funny. You're you're being super funny right now. So we get back to uh, Mama Karen's house and they're decorating the tree. They're talking about the hand plate painted glass ornaments and how expensive they were. Um and Chantel says, you know, seeing River and Pedro get along really makes her happy. And she is happy that Pedro sees him as like a little brother. And Pedro even said that, that he sees River as his little brother. And then what's interesting and funny is that Chantel was like, you know, when I met Nicole, I was hoping the same thing. Like I was hoping to see her as a little sister. And that didn't happen at all. At all, at all. And then they started talking about winter. So the real, their feelings were really hurt about winter and not coming to the party. And Pedro said that, you know, winter is choosing religion over family. She's choosing religion over love of the family. Um, and they just feel like winter has chosen that over them. And they're really not happy about it. And so they're like eating and talking and drinking And then River decides that he's going to do a toast. (laughs) Now, River does a toast with his paper cup that I personally felt that the drink was going to follow out the bottom. Those cups needed to be at least double paper cupped. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I'm just saying, y'all, those cups look a little flimsy. Okay? But River does a toast to love and all the significant others out there. Which, you know, that's an interesting toast. So, of course, that's going to spark Chantel to be like, you know, when are you going to fall in love? And he's like, you know, things take time, he says. And then she's like, well, are there any prospects? And then he sips his drink. He pauses. There's silence. And then he says, I met somebody. But, you know, things take time. Now, Chantel's like, what? You you met who? You met what? Why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I told you now. Now, Pedro, because he's on one and it's super hilarious, they're sitting on the couch and Pedro's like, yeah, you only told the family because you were lit. You had two shots of tequila and all of a sudden we're toasting love. Y'all, that moment was so funny because it was pretty random when River's like, I like to toast to love and all the significant others out there. Where's, what? I don't, even if, with me, with my brothers, I'd be like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Right? So, like, he was, like, segueing his way into, like, wearing them down a little bit for the announcement that he's got a girlfriend. It's priceless. Pedro's priceless in this moment. So then Karen's like, you know, what's her name? And River's like, oh, it's Megan, and she's awesome. And then Karen, because she's Karen, and I love her. I love Karen so much. 
Karen's like, you know, I sense that there was someone because she hears River, because, you know, River still lives at home, um, talking on the phone, and Karen can hear a female voice in the background. Now, here is the quote of the night, y'all. The quote of the night. And if you could see my notes, I highlighted it because it was so funny. She said, I am every woman, including Mother Nature. And as they say, you can't fool Mother Nature. What does that even mean? But it's funny to me. I'm every woman. She's all in me. Oh, my God. And then including Mother Nature. Okay, so you're Mother Nature now. And as, who says that? Who is that a saying that you can't fool Mother Nature? Is that a real saying? I died. I died of laughter. I'm every woman, including Mother Nature. <laughs> okay, let me stop. So Karen then says that she wants to meet her. And Thomas, because, you know, Thomas talks like once an episode. So Thomas says, you know, you need your mom's approval. And River's like, no, I don't. I've already been dating her. I've been dating her for four months. I don't need anyone's uh, approval. And I was like, oh, yeah, you do, River. Yeah, you do. You better let Mama Karen meet her immediately, if not sooner, because I need her to see what I see. That it's just a bunch of clout chasing. And all of a sudden, this... Let me not get started. Let me save that for Friday. Anyhow, so. <laughs> oh, Vanessa is schooling me. Vanessa says that's from an old margarine commercial. I would never have known that. Those, see, fun facts that you learn on the show. So I guess the Mother Nature, she's every woman, including Mother Nature. And as they say, you can't fool Mother Nature is from a margarine, margarine commercial. I would never have known that at all. And Patty says, I'm waiting for Megan walking in with River and slipping on Pedro's banana peel. That's hilarious. And C. Cruz says, oh, no, he caught feelings. He told his mom he doesn't need her approval. Listen, he's totally caught feelings. He's 100% in his feelings. He's, he thinks he's in love with this girl. So um, Karen wants to meet her. Thomas says, you need Karen's approval. River's like, no, nah, I don't. And then Pedro does this Karen impression that, again, I died. Like, Pedro was on when this episode and that's why I'm saying, like, this season is really finding it to groove hilarious. So he's like, when, <laughs> okay, wait, let me not laugh. Okay, he said, when Karen meets Megan, she's going to be like this. Who are you? You are Megan. I'm sorry, Dad, because that's exactly, oh my God, that's exactly how she talks. That's exactly how, how she talks. Exactly. Okay. So, I can't wait to next week. I cannot wait to next week. I cannot wait to next week. All right, let me stop laughing. All right, then we go over to um, Winter and Jaw. Now, I have all the questions, you guys. I have all the questions about this proposal. I, I really need you guys to tell me in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, in the replay below, what you guys thought about this proposal. Because there's a couple of things that are going on here. And I don't want to be like a poo-pooper, a poo-pooper, if that makes sense. I don't want to be a poo pooper on this, but I had some questions about this whole escape room situation. Okay, first of all, 
I thought it was super shitty that he decided that they were going to go to escape room instead of the holiday party because they don't celebrate pagan holidays, but you're going to do this escape room ghost situation. Woo, woo, woo. Like, is that not pagan as well? Or am I wrong? But you decide to do that on the same day that you know that her family's having a holiday party. Like, you might not celebrate the holidays. I get that. And I'm going to respect your religion. And just like they said, like, you know, religious tolerance. However, it's also a time to spend with your family. So you don't have to celebrate, but you could probably spend some time with the family. But instead, you isolated her and took her to this escape room. Okay. He's decided that he's going to propose to Winter in this escape room. Now, he feels like proposing to Winter there is special because escape rooms take teamwork and communication and in relationships. Teamwork and communications are key. I, I agree with that. Teamwork and communications are key. You're a unit. Now, here's the thing. I love escape rooms, you guys. I've done virtual escape rooms. I've done real escape rooms. And you do have to be a team. But here's the thing that I thought was super just like whack. Like these people were whack for all of it. I feel like just don't even do an escape room because you make, you're not even doing the escape room justice. So they're not even reading the clues out loud. So if you're not reading the clues out loud, how are you even being a team? He's fine. Jaw was finding something here. Winter was finding something here. And they're just throwing it on this table thing. And then they kept finding all these random clues and bringing it. Then there was a put. They weren't even explaining what the escape room was. Like, I've done a plenty of escape rooms and you need to communicate because everyone's mind is different and you're going to find some, some different clue and you're going to talk it through and you're working through as a team. You don't just randomly find random clues like, oh, I found this and throw it on the table. Oh, I found this and throw it on the table. That That's not how an escape room works. I was like, this, this is some bull. Anyhow. I felt there was no teamwork because you guys weren't even reading the clues aloud. Where are the clues? Oh, I found something. Oh, I found something. You're just throwing shit. I found this. I found a pencil. I found a puzzle piece. You guys were even like, oh, it irritated me. Anyhow, Winter talks about how she's finding it hard to move forward with Jaw because of their history. But at the same time, he makes her happy. Uh, and so she's just really trying to be in the moment and be happy and move forward. We find out that ahead of time, Jaw had them hide the ring in a red toolbox, right? Now, here's the other thing that I thought was whack. You had the foresight that, oh, okay, hey, this is going to be a fun situation. We're going to do this escape room, and I'm going to have them hide the ring in the toolbox. But shouldn't River, not River, shouldn't Winter have found the red toolbox, Instead of you finding the red toolbox and bringing the toolbox over and then opening the toolbox and doing the whole thing, shouldn't it have been about winter finding the toolbox? Like, make it make sense. Like, I don't understand. Hey, CV, hey, I don't understand why if the ring's in the toolbox, why the fool that brought the ring to put the ring in is the one that found the toolbox. That's not fun. Anyhow. Jaw finds the red toolbox and brings it over. They sit on the couch and he pulls his phone out. And I was like, oh, so I don't know if I'm just being petty. I don't know if it's because, you know, being in the industry, you have to memorize stuff and you have to know stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being petty, but I'm going to tell you how I feel about this. So he pulls out his phone and he's clearly written something. And I feel like if you wrote something and you've had all this time, seven years with this woman, and you clearly had some type of plan that you should have just memorized this, what, like eight sentence. Is it a poem? I don't even know what, a, a clue. I don't know what to even call it. It's not a haiku. I don't even know what it is. But he pulls out his phone to read to her because I felt like, have eye contact. This is supposed to be the biggest moment of your life and you're reading from your phone. And this is what he read. He read, love is a mystery. Love will always be a mystery for some to see. So let the world see my professing as I take hold of love's secret weapon. 
Today, I'm doing something that I should have done yesterday. Let us continue to unravel love's mystery. So baby, will you agree to be my wife-to-be because we were meant to be, you and me, will you marry me? What in the hell? First, okay. First of all, do you know what unravel means? Let us continue to unravel. Do you know what that actually means? Like what the definition of unravel is? And then the whole, so baby, will you agree to be my wife-to-be because we were meant to be you and me? is like cheesiest, in my opinion, <laughs> it could have been a little bit more oomph. Now, What's interesting to me is that I, if I, I might've seen it wrong and you guys can correct me, but I did not see him go down on one knee. I saw him sitting beside the red toolbox, reading from his phone, not looking her in her eye, baby, we were meant to be you and me. Will you marry me? I just don't find that romantic. I don't find it romantic that you're looking at your phone as you're proposing to me and you're not on one knee and we're in this, this escape room that you don't even know how to play the escape room properly i just thought it was whack what do you guys think let me know in the live chat if i'm overreacting i'm a, uh, vanessa says it was anticlimactic and faith says you're right and stevie said she deserves so much better and better day says womp womp i, I mean i just feel like seven years together and this is what you get you couldn't even take the time and decency be in the shower listen i just read this two times i'll tell you one more time if i read it so baby you and me were meant to be like i would have it memorized it was like four lines you can't memorize four lines you've been planning this for how long we were meant to be you and me baby will you marry me <laughs> Stop. Okay, let me stop it. Let me stop it. Um, she says yes. Um, she says yes. And then here's the other thing that I thought was an interesting answer. She said that she loves the ring, that it makes her feel easy. You know, like, oh, this is just so easy. We're in like an easy breezy relationship. That is not the response that you want to your ring. Now, I can't remember. You guys will probably remember. Uh, you remember the show I did where I looked it up and he bought her some weird, not weird. That's just my, that's just me projecting what I would not want if I was going to get engaged. But apparently River, why do I keep saying River? River and Winter. Apparently Winter likes different things. And so she doesn't like diamonds. Now tell me one woman you know that does not like diamonds. But Apparently, Winter doesn't like diamonds, but she loves this, like, what is it, guys? You guys, what is it called? Azac, as I don't know, some cheap-ass $10. It can go up to $2,000, so let me not say it's cheap-ass, but this green stone that, like, it's a, literally a stone. That's the ring. And for her to her answer to be like, oh, she loves the ring, it makes her feel easy, It's just, it's not really the best response. It really isn't. It really, uh, yeah. How do I say it? A gate, a got, a gate, a gate, Vanessa. That's what it is. So it, it's, it's not a diamond, but apparently Winter doesn't like diamonds. So I guess she loves it, but she didn't act like she loved it. She just said it was like, she liked the ring. Well, she said she loved the ring, but then she gave a disclaimer saying it was like easy. Is that the response that you want when you get engaged? Like, oh, that's like an easy breezy ring. Or do you want to be like, oh my God, I love this. It's beautiful. I can't believe it. Oh my God, look at my ring. Look at my ring. This bitch took the ring off the next day. She wouldn't even bring it to the house. So she ain't love it that much. Okay, Duke. Ah, ah, got, ah, got. So... 
Pedro's going to the DR after Christmas to find answers about his family, specifically about his dad. Uh, Chantel's not going because she's not invited. And that was a whole full-on mess. So Chantel's not going. And Pedro says and tries to explain because, you know, your relationship with my sister and my mom is very fragile still. And Chantel gets super defensive. And she's like, well, that's not the reason why I'm not going. I'm not going because... Not because I don't get along with your family. I'm going because I'm, I'm not going because I'm supporting you. And this is like something you have to do on your own. And then Karen's like, that's not what he's saying, Chantel. Let him finish. Let him finish. And I was like, oh, my God. Karen's sticking up for Pedro? What? Who? Huh? What year is this? We are in a, these are end days. That's how I know Pedro's has passed all the tests. If Mama Karen is sticking up for Pedro over baby Karen, you know that something has drastically changed. Drastically changed. Um, then she gets all sad. And she's like, I didn't know that you didn't want me to go uh, to the DR with you because you don't want me to be around your mom and your sister. And he's like, I'm not saying that. You don't get it. And then Karen for the second time, comes to Pedro's defense and says, that's not what he's saying, baby Karen, which is Chantel. Um, so Chantel just gets like super upset about it. They do their to camera and they're still talking about it. And she's like, I'm not the type of person that would go down there and talk shit about your, yes, you are. And yes, you have. And that's all you've done. You've only ever fought with Lydia and Nicole and you've only ever talked about Lydia and Nicole. And my favorite line ever is when you walked away and you said, bitch ass, slut ass, whore. So all those things, like don't act like you don't do those things and that you would never do those things because that's all you've ever done whenever you've come confronted with those two. It's oil and vinegar. Y'all don't get along. And so Pedro's trying to just have a trip and do a discovery of his family. And he's trying to say like, this is not the time for you to come because I don't want the extra drama that you bring because you and my sister and my mom don't get along. Um, so that happened. Now Winter's over at the house doing laundry and she's like, oh, you know, I don't want to say the proposal was awesome because like that just seems like too basic. But instead, she wants to say that it was a unexpected. It was unexpected after seven years, was it? It was unexpected after you thought he had already proposed to you in year two of your relationship, but it wasn't a proposal. It was a promise to propose. But it was unexpected. It was sweet and romantic. Uh, but she feels stressed out that the family thinks that her religion is pulling her away from her family because she really thinks that she's making an effort to have a happy balance between her relationship with Jaw and her family life, which I can already see the direction they're going. It's going to be a big contention. And then she found out about Megan. So she asked River about Megan and River is feeling all fuzzy inside. He says that Megan's smile is contagious, that he feels like she sees him for who he is he tells her everything. And we find out in this episode that River has never had a girlfriend. Now, you guys, this heartbreak that this boy is about to have, man is about to have, is going to be huge. Because think about your first love, you guys. Think about the first time you fell in love. River fell in love with this Megan girl. And I'm sorry to say, like, she's just not in it for the right reasons. She's not in it. And if you guys follow any of my social media, I've, I've, I've brought you the receipts. If you've watched my news and gossip, I brought you even more receipts. She's not in it for the right reasons. And this poor guy is really googly gaga eyed over this girl, really thinks he's he's fallen in love. She's shown him a little bit of attention. Like he said, he feels that she sees him and she is going to crush his little baby heart. I feel bad for him. And I see it happening and it's going to happen. Like she is not going to pass the Mama Karen and Baby Karen test. She's not going to pass it, period. And it's going to be a hot mess. And then, because she's in it for the wrong reasons, clout chasing. <coughs> that was a fake cough, by the way. I was trying to be dramatic. <coughs> um, <laughs> um, 
I, I just feel bad for him because, you know, his little heart is going to be broken. I remember my first love. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> Back in my day, my first love was in university. And when when I was in university, way back in those days, we used to hitchhike up the hill to go to school. Like, don't get me started. Anyhow. Winter's going to get his heart broken, and I feel bad for him. So, <clears throat> Winter then tells River about the proposal, and she's like, job proposed. And he's like, what? What the hell? No. And then he even asked her, what did you say? Because he wasn't even sure that she said yes. And she's like, yeah. I said yes. And he's like, you did? All, all shocked. So you know that that's a bad sign. Where your brother, who you're the closest with, is shocked that you said yes to your boyfriend, who is now your fiancé. Um, so... She, he's like, okay, well, what happened? Where did it happen? What did he do? And she explains that the whole escape room proposal. He starts laughing. Even River at his young 24 years of age knew that an escape room proposal was kind of whack. So he starts laughing. He starts texting Megan to tell her. And he's like, yeah, you know, I tell her everything. And, and Winter's like, I don't even know her. Don't tell her. I don't even know her. I don't know anything about her. Um... So just don't tell anyone where I haven't told anyone. I've just told you. And then River tries to have a logical conversation with his sister Winter. And he's like, you know, I've seen how marriages can pull this family apart. And I want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And he talks about Royal's marriage with Anjanette. And now Royal's MIA nowhere to be found. And, you know, they're already having problems with Jaw. And Jaw already is, is pulling her apart and pulling her away from the family that this marriage might not go over well. Just think about that. And she got a little hurt. And then he also said that he was worried that Jaw doesn't see her as the queen that she is. And I want to know what you guys' opinion. Like, so far, what do you... Are you team Jaw? Like, do you think he just loves this girl and he just has a different way about him and he has his own principles and that should be okay and that the family doesn't treat him well anyways? Or do you think, like, mm, there might be something there that's a little sketch? I don't know where I stand with him yet. I feel like part of me wants to say he's a little sketch because how do you have a full-on grown-ass kid and be in a relationship for seven years and not tell your woman? Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I, why were you hiding her or him? Him. Why were you hiding him? Like, why? What's that about? And if you're hiding that after seven years, what else are you hiding? And I'm still convinced, like I told you, that he was hiding it because he was probably still having a some type of side-ass relationship with the baby mama. And that's why he was, like, trying to have best of both worlds. I don't know. It's a little sketch to me, personally. Uh... Penguin Pamley says, no team jaw. C. Crew says, jaw is sketchy. Faith is like, no. Better Days is like, not team jaw at all at this point. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that was that was the family Chantel, you guys. It's really good. I'm telling you. Like I said at the top of the show, I feel like the family Chantel is starting to be one of my favorite little spin-offs of this whole 90 day franchise. Uh, there's a new show starting today. It's the marriage show. I can't think of the name of it, but it's the marriage show where it's on TLC where all these women, I think there's like four women and between the four of them, they've all been, they've married like 20 times. I'm going to add that into rotation because I'm super fascinated by it, by it. Like this one woman has been married 12 times y'all. Another lady has been married four times going on a fifth. Anyways, I need to know exactly what's going on. So I'm going to be covering that show. Um, I did watch The Single Life. I was going to do my after show today, but I decided I'm going to keep it for tomorrow because, first of all, last year, The Single Life was an hour. Now it's all of a sudden friggin' hour and a half, which is really two hours with commercials. I was not prepared for that. And then the second thing that threw me off that I was like, it's too early in the day. I can't have a cocktail because I'm still working. 
but they started with Ed and I just, I, I need them not to start with Ed because it, it's a shock to my system and I'm not here for the shock to my system right away. And like, I thought I wasn't going to like the single life because they do spend a lot of time with, so like, let me just say this real quick. They start with Ed and then the second single that they feature is Natalie. And so I was like, oh, I think I'm not going to like this show because it took me a long time to get through the Ed segment. A long, long time. A long time. And I know I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, but when he cut his hair and he kept his hair and he put his his dirty ass, mayonnaise ass hair on his kitchen table, I was like, this is what makes people not want to eat at other people's house, houses. Um. <clears throat> Are you going to do the Mama's Boy show? I'm not. I'm not covering that. No, I'm sorry, Linda. Um, addicted to marriage. That's what it's called. So, I think what it's going to look like for now is I'm going to stick to on Mondays. I'm going to do the other way. On Tuesdays, I'm going to do the Family Chantel. On Wednesdays, I'm going to do the Single Life, and I'm going to do Addicted to Marriage. On Thursday, I've been so behind, you guys. I'm sorry about this, but the Love After Lockup. I'm going to do Love After Lockup. And on Fridays, I do uh, any interviews, one-on-one interviews with the cast members. Uh, that's for my Patreon subscribers only. And then I do News and Gossip. That's for my Patreon subscribers only. I think that that's what it's going to look like um, until December when before the 90 days starts. And then in January when... Darcy and Stacy start. And then I'll figure out how to plug all that stuff in. Um, so great show, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of Taco Tuesday. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>